The fat lady ain't sung yet. The real losers in the Mariah Ree ILS dispute. I'm Kieran Saw, Head of Reinsurance at Insinco, and in this podcast we'll discuss some of the recent litigation in the US courts concerning the Mariah Ree cat bond. In 2013, a claim was brought by Mariah Ree, which is a special purpose vehicle cat bond reinsurer against American Family Mutual Insurance, the reporting agency PCS and AIR, seeking a return of the $100 million reinsurance payout on the cat bond. The claim generated significant interest as it is one of the few cat bonds to have been triggered and almost as quickly went into dispute. It raised questions for some commentators as to the motives behind at least some of the new capital in the market. On 30th September 2014, however, the New York District Court dismissed Mariah Ree's claim for return of the reinsurance payout. Mariah Ree then filed an appeal before the US Second Circuit Court of Appeals on 30th October 2014, which at the very least promises that the long-running saga surrounding the actions of reporting agency PCS will continue well into 2015. The background is as follows. In 2010, Mariah Ree issued two cat bonds to American Family Mutual Insurance, providing cover against severe US weather events, including tornadoes. Cover was triggered based on PCS's estimate of industry losses caused by US thunderstorm tornado events. AIR was responsible for calculating the claims and, per its contractual agreement with Mariah Ree, was required to use the data in the PCS estimates to model the loss and determine whether Mariah Ree was required to pay. In 2011, a storm hit Kansas, known as CAT 42, upon which PCS duly reported. Subsequently, PCS issued a revised report which changed the classification of CAT 42 from a non-metropolitan to a metropolitan event, in other words, denoting that it had impacted the most urbanised parts of Kansas. This change in classification caused AIR to determine that Mariah Ree should pay out to American Family Mutual Insurance. Mariah Ree alleged that the production of this revised report was improper. The original complaint filed at court, dated 3rd July 2013, made a number of serious allegations, including collusion between American Mutual Family Insurance, PCS and AAR. The amended complaint, filed on 18th October 2013, was couched in very different terms. Mariah Ree alleged, amongst other things, breach of the PCS and AAR contractual agreements. Shortly after this, on 20th November 2013, The defendants filed motions to dismiss, rejecting the allegations and arguing that PCS had a discretion to issue a revised report and that there were no contractual provisions preventing PCS from doing this after it had released its final estimate and that AAR was obliged to rely on it. On 30th September 2014, Judge Richard Sullivan dismissed the claim, stating that the documents themselves are unambiguous and provide no basis for the relief sought in the amended complaint. In short, the court concluded that there was nothing in the contractual documentation which prevented PCS from revising its report, or that prevented AAR from relying on that revised report. Accordingly, the full payout made by Mariah Ree to American Family Mutual Insurance should stand. Mariah Ree also sought leave to amend the amended complaint should the court dismiss its claims. The court took a dim view of this request, stating... Given the nature of this action and the language of the contracts at issue, it is difficult to fathom how any amendment could be fashioned to salvage a cause of action for Mariah. Regardless, Mariah has filed an appeal, although the notice filed does not indicate on what grounds the appeal is based. In the short term, contracts can be amended, and many have already been amended, to prevent another repeat of the Mariah scenario, where it was alleged that third-party litigation funders purchased the right to bring the claim against the defendants. But what is the wider impact? Public disputes such as this are unattractive. 
ILS remains a growing sector, particularly as it moves to diversify away from property catastrophe business into other areas. But traditional reinsurers are fighting back, highlighting their approach to claims management, long-term relationships and client service. And for a product where the trigger is intended to be incapable of dispute, the Mariah Re litigation suggests that some ILS products may be far from black or white. The reality, of course, is that in a claim scenario, ILS contracts are as vulnerable as any other to dispute. When sums of $100 million are on the line, with no ongoing relationships, parties' positions and the contract terms may well be tested. And for those of us who have been involved in the plethora of private arbitrations in the alternative reinsurance market, particularly involving ILWs and collateralised reinsurance, our view is that further disputes will be inevitable, regardless of everyone's intent that they should not happen. Is the court the correct forum to resolve ILS problems? There are of course numerous alternative ways to, do, to deal with disputes quickly, cheaply and confidentially, with all parties keeping their reputations and relationships intact. But few people think carefully about disputes in advance. Accepting that there are already disputes and there will be in the future is the first step towards understanding the real impact of cases such as this.